0: You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Welcome, folks, to The Joe Dalton Show. Yes, each week I have a guest on. And as you know, my guests can vary. Last week, we had the first vasectomy doctor in Ireland who got shot because he did vasectomies. Uh, We've had conspiracy theorists on who we've chatted about um, the Q movement. We've had some household names on, like Greg Braden, Marissa Peer, um, Marianne Williamson. So the collective of people that are on this show that I try to bring to yourselves inspire me and I'm quite curious about each and every one of them. So today I have Dr. Susie Mitchell, PhD on the show. Susie specializes in belief systems, getting people or corporates to look at how they develop their own business, their own life. And I thought she'd come on and say hello. So Susie, hello, how are you?
1: Hello, Joe. It's a delight to be here. Delight to be chatting
0: def- to your def- listeners. Yes. In our last show, as you know, that we spoke about on, on my other show, Business Eye, we were talking about just a lot, a lot of structure on business. And there was a couple of things that you said in the show that sparked my interest. And this show that is always about people's lives. And it's I try and bring a bit about consciousness into it and belief systems because there's one thing that I've learned in life and, and in business is that there's the one course that we as humans have, and that is doubt. And when you remove that veil of doubt and go into self-esteem, everything changes within your life. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to focus today on, you know, people losing their way and how they can energize themselves to get back on that right path so what's your passion what made you get into psychology what made you get into training were you was it you know from an early age it says I want to do this or did you just sort of meander into it like most of us
1: well no I was really really interested in helping people I'm an ex-nurse from years ago and I really have a huge passion to help people become the best they can be I really, really do in all walks of my life. Um, and I've always been fascinated with the mind, exactly what you were saying earlier, why some people are, you know, lacking confidence, lacking in belief about themselves. And then why other people have got uber confidence and huge belief about themselves. So I've always wanted to study human behavior and specifically growth mindsets. So in our personal life and in business, we can change some of the things we want to.
0: You, you say you were a nurse, you know, it's, it, it is a vocation and I have friends that are in that the medical world and, you know, was that a vocation that you got into? And I know a lot of nurses over the time, they got to get sick of the hours and, you know, they go through the whole triage and it just comes nuts and they go, look, I want to up, up my skills and move out from it. So was it that case that you just said, look, I've I've had enough of this and I want to further my career and, and go on a different path?
1: Uh, well, I love nursing. I was I obviously qualified as a registered nurse and I went to the operating theatre because I was fascinated again about the human body and how we can fix it. But I think after about eighteen months of that, I was living in London and the wages were so poor, you know, those days we're talking about thirty years ago, Joe. and I knew that I wasn't going to get my own house or have a little bit of a half decent life financially. and that's when I had to make the decision that I still wanted to work with people. But I chose to get out of that and went into sales and training, funny enough, then. So I could still interact with people and work with behavioral things, even from a young age, from nursing onwards.
0: I think you're all, we're always selling all the time. You know, and one of the things I know with years ago, you're talking about 30 years in the, within the nursing profession. The nursing profession over here, 30 years ago, you didn't have to go to college. You were trained by the nuns which you were spent four or five years being trained in by the nuns as a nurse. And then you would go out into the hospital. So oh. it's it's interesting how it's now it's that has all changed. And being honest, I know nurses that know more than doctors, but they have to sort of bow down and respect because of the doctors. But, these, you know, nurses that they know a lot more, because when you're doing stuff on and on every day, you know, that wisdom comes in.
1: No, I mean, absolutely right. All nurses, I still admire them because they're spending so much time with people. So they're going to see the worst of people in a hospital or a clinic or something and they see them hopefully come out better. And so they are working with people all the time. So huge admiration. Hard neck. Huge.
0: It gives you hard neck. Stories of the 13 year old coming in to A&E drunk on a Friday night and having to ring the parents up. And the parents going my, that's not my daughter my daughter wouldn't be there and the parents would come in and they'd look at the girl in the bed and they go that's not my daughter because she's been dressed up with makeup she went out in one set of clothes and put some on so hilarious. yeah i'm sure there's a lot, a lot of stories a lot of, a lot of that on it but yeah. from there you moved into sales and marketing and then it, you said that it, you've always been curious about the mind and and trying to help people do you feel in the last probably maybe 12 12 months or 24 months that your services have up the gear and has the people that you've been speaking to and the stuff that you're helping them with has that moved or shifted you know to another part uh because of lockdown and COVID.
1: Well, a year ago, it happened to us, didn't it? A year ago, the whole world changed and we all started working from home. So absolutely, lots of my clients went into panic mode thinking, I mean, luckily I had some clients I was already doing virtual, but some were face to face. And the ones face to face who are having their teams at work, they just went into panic mode because it's an unreal known, isn't it? If you've not, if you've always got used to doing something that's one way and then suddenly pivoting to change, of course, it's going to need you. And people reached out to me and their teams are really challenged because, again, connection is so important for the human soul that if you don't get it at work and you you might live alone, where the heck do you get it from in lockdown? So the virtual world doesn't always give that heart-to-heart connection. And so you really need to put some some strategies in place where people can have those coffee chats, even there they're off, you know, through virtual, but put more connection in place. Definitely.
0: We all bring our own personality to something. So, you know, it's it, we all have our own belief systems and we sort of help people. And that's where I've, I've always said in business, um, you know, 25 percent of people get you. 25 percent of people have you're on the fence and 50 percent of people would wish you were dead. So, you know, we, there's this small piece. What is it the thing that you bring that you feel you bring to the table when you're helping someone you know, is it your compassion? Is it the years of wisdom that you had when you were in nursing? What's that? What's the one piece that you bring to the table?
1: I think you mentioned the word energy earlier. We are energetic beings, you know, some people have got calm energy, some people have got excitable energy, but energy changes our state, our physiology inside of us. Therefore, it changes our mind inside. So energy is something I really, you know, people I've worked with whether it's business owners or personal people, depressed, suicidal, those kind of things. And the one biggest thing I change is get some exercise, change how you can move your body. And suddenly they don't feel as depressed as they did before. Obviously, then it goes deeper into asking some very key questions about where their beliefs are, what they believe about themselves. But I truly believe it's, I've got good listening skills and language, language patterns. I'm trained to look at patterns and really help people look at, what their self-talk is. You know, you know, and I know everybody goes through challenging times. And if we have some negative self-talk, we can get further and further down the scale. Whereas if we empower ourselves with positive language, we can lift our own spirits. It doesn't have to come from somebody else. So a lot of it is about internal self-speak as well as external communication
0: yeah it's i would agree and i think words have great power um within ourselves like i remember many years ago going through a rough patch and i was listening to uh someone online called abraham hicks i don't know if you know abraham hicks so i was listening to abraham Hicks, and one of the mantras that she was talking about would have been um things are always working out for me things are always working out for me you, you know to raise that vibration up to it to another level and I remember being in the shower, like thinking the world was caving in at me and everything was crashing and just repeating those words to a state that I didn't believe them, but I was pushing and forcing my mindset to change that things would be all right. And I remember in, in those days, I used to have to wake i I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have fear, complete fear. Oh my God, you know, everything is falling apart. Everything is, it was really bad. and. I sort of got into this mantra of when I had a shower, I washed all that negativity off me. So I washed it off. I said that mantra. You know, there was days I remember banging the head in the wall, going, "You know, things are always working out for me. Things are." Working. And I'm washing it off, and I stepping out of the shower, and I was a new person. And this, this was a cycle that I had to break. So. No, and I'm completely honest about it. I think, you know, I I, I now don't worry. I have no fear. I, you know, I see my life as not as an end goal, but as a step by step process.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Is that sort of the stuff that you come across a lot or does it take people a long time to break through that to be honest about themselves? Because that's what it really is about.
1: It is, first of all. I mean, I love how you did that with your shower, but it's people like, God bless him, wherever he is now as Captain Tom. He always says it's going to be a good day tomorrow. It's all about what we say to ourselves. Some people can change in a heartbeat, seriously, Joe, if they really want to. You know, it's that breakthrough. Some people take a bit longer. It would take um, the habit they sets about takes 28 days to form a habit. That can be a language habit, can be a behavioral habit. If you do a ritual like you did the shower and that mantra over and over and over again, absolutely you break the patterns. But you've got to do it consistently, you know, and you've got to believe it. At the beginning you weren't, but then you felt better. You use that metaphor to wash it away and you felt better over time. And it doesn't mean you're never going to hit challenges. And I love the fact it's a step-by-step journey. Everything we do is a journey. All growth is a journey. But everything we're going to all hit giants. I've been through them as well, but what you get stronger. It's like going to the gym and you build a muscle. You get stronger and stronger being able to help yourself with some of these techniques. And mantras are absolutely one of my go-tos to help people. We call them affirmations or mantras to put those in on a daily basis.
0: We always talk about in, in the world that we live in and in business, you know, the uniqueness and be, be unique. And you know, I'm learning in life as I go on through this journey. And for me, it's a spiritual journey. You know, it started off about 20 years ago. And the thing that intrigues me is there was a stage in the whole process where, you know, be unique, be yourself, be authentic. And I kind of went, it goes beyond that. That's only just the beginning of the surface. And we talk about layers and we talk about, you know, peeling back those layers because a lot of people, in my opinion, their life today is set by triggers what happened to them in a very, very early stage in their lives. You know, it could have been a parent said something, could have been a neighbor, could have been anything that that subconscious mind takes this, puts in a little box. And when we get to a certain level, the child disappears, but it's still in the subconscious mind and triggers that. How do you get people to to get really uncomfortable with themselves to find out what those childhood issues were
1: you're absolutely right is conditioning the triggers and the condition through wherever we got it from but there's two things that i work with people one is we've got to look at the conditioned habits that don't serve them which is obviously all the challenging ones but i and then you peel back like we say peel back the onions you know the layers but the other thing i really do feel that's a huge untapped arena is what we call unlearning we have to unlearn some habits so you can change some habits, but you also need to unlearn some things. And again, I take you through techniques and processes to do that. And it really is... It's what the outcomes, the end outcomes, you know, what, what's the feeling, what's the emotion you want to feel. Some people are, would, like you said, woke up with fear. They still wake up with fear in their lives every day, even though they have a great life. We have to work out where that fear is coming from, what doesn't make them happy, what makes them happy. So there's always two sides to every coin. And then spend more time focusing and doing activities and changed behavior on the things that make you happy, fulfilled, successful, whatever the issue is.
0: Okay. Do you believe then society is to blame for the way that we are developing or growing up now um, as conscious human beings?
1: Very interesting question. You, You mentioned it at the beginning of our chat about consciousness. I think we live, well, no, I think, I know we live in a world that absolutely hypnotizes us. You watch TV and you get all the adverts. And people sometimes a month later can recite the adverts and they hardly ever watch TV. So that is going in through a filter. So we absolutely get conditioned, hypnotized, whatever the word you want to use, by the outside world. And you know, people say to me, Oh, I saw so-and-so in the news about COVID at the deaths and all the rest of it. And I say, I don't watch the news. I just get my app on my phone, but I've never watched the six o'clock news. I choose not to listen to doom and gloom. You know. I know there's a challenge in lots of arenas of our lives right now, but it's all a choice. And the more you listen to doom and gloom, it's going to come through your filters because we, we absorb everything. We're atoms of energy. We're going to take it on board. And it depends on how strong your neural pathways and your conditioned right habits, as opposed to, like you said, our conditions from the past.
0: Brings up a finger of foot, just just enough to give your kids a tree. <laughs> see, there, there, can it we, we can all. And now I, I when I think back at that ad and listen to the lyrics, I go, what garbage! But you know,
1: can still repeat it. <laughs> still later. repeat it. That's what I mean. It's stored in our filing cabinet. But you're
0: it right. is those. It is those layers, and it, it, you're right about everything being energy. You know, I know, you know, subliminal messaging, you know, we know that corporate corporate, um, and governments use certain words, you know, yes. to trigger people in such a way, wordsmiths come and get involved in it. And, and, and that's how we are, are led. And going back to the question that I was asking that are we being conditioned by society on it? What's going on in England, what's going on in Ireland at the moment, you know, with COVID. Forget about COVID itself, actually, Yeah, but lockdown and not what it's doing, but what it's offering and what people are now starting to believe. I, I think people, are, do you think that people are starting to not they are going to start to not listen to governments, not listen to mainstream media, and they're going to start listening to other citizens and then start to make different choices?
1: Totally, totally, because it's always different camps. You know, you can't say there's one or two camps. There's loads of different camps about anything. Lockdown and COVID just happen to be the conversation at the moment. But, so much, but even within families, you know, my mother, bless her, is 85, living up in Cheshire, and I'm down south. Oh, my gosh, don't come up and see me until lockdown is cleared. I say, mother, people are going to work, people are going to school. So, Everybody has their own opinions, but it has been fueled by society massively. But if your brain thinks only in one way, it's going to be reinforced that pain, that toughness, the the challenges. Whereas if you've been more open-minded as a mindset um, to look at different things, I think you can be, you can definitely get better feelings and better emotions from the scenarios.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw another question at you, Dan. Belief systems, you know, belief systems are created uh, by our upbringing, about the people that we socialize with, about all our environment. And that's what our belief system is set yes. on. How would you get someone to change their belief system?
1: It's twofold There, a belief system can only be changed if it hurts that person. They have pain from it and they want to change. Nobody can change somebody else. Everybody has to have that honest look in the mirror and want to change if it's hurting them inside or it physically doesn't serve them, whatever it is. But if it if it gives them pain in any shape or form and if they want to change and with thousands of people I've worked with, not just in the Robbins environment, from all my own clients, people have got to want to go down another path. And they will do what it takes to unlearn that belief, to change the words, change the behavior around it, change the emotion around it. They can do it because we've done it loads of times. And so have people in indefinitely in time, but people have got to have enough pain, the leverage, if that pain is really that bad, and then they've got to want to.
0: That's what I was going to say. They got to want to. It's it's yes. like, you know, someone in an abusive relationship or someone in a toxic work environment. Yes. You know, it's it's they have to have the strength to believe to make that change. And that change is not knowing what's on the other side but actually trusting to, to take that leap as well. And so it's did, I
1: just in there from yeah. going to your two examples, abusive behavior. Yes, because on one hand, that person, let's say it was a man abusing woman and it happens the other way around. Again, I've done a lot of work around that. Um, half of somebody, if you like, really loves that person. It could be that person's husband, partner, whatever. So there has been love and you remember memories. They're installed in all of us. And yet they might be physically abused. So there is always going to be that conundrum, totally, 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 totally. And the same with workplaces. You might need the money or believe you need the money to pay your mortgage or pay your rent a security, and you don't know what another job can bring. It could be totally different, but nobody can tell you that. You, it's There's always a, a pivoting point. You know that in, in big changes. Uh, it's the leverage people need to shift themselves out of it.
0: You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Crossing the Rubicon. What do you say to the person then, you know, who wakes up every morning and is fearful that they're going to get fired? You know, every day they wake up in their work and they think they're going today is the day they're going to get fired. Or the person that is working and they're second guess themselves, oh, did I do the right thing? Did I send the right email? Did I did I put that person on the right service? What do you sort of say to those people? What do they need to do?
1: Well, again, they need to talk it through with somebody. Then whether they have a trust in the HR department, whether they go to somebody outside the work, whether they have a trusted colleague there. You know, I always have the belief, this is one of my huge beliefs I've carried it since I was like nine years old, it's better out than in. You know, you have to communicate. You have to talk. Human beings, it's a cathartic way. It's a release. So if you're in pain and you have to communicate that with someone. So if you're really stressed with, oh my God, I'm not happy at work or something. You have to talk to somebody outside of work or somewhere to at least let you feel better, number one. And then hopefully talking to somebody might say, well, you don't have to work there. And then you could start a work, a new work conversation somewhere along the line.
0: You know, I, I know people who hate their work and they basically leave the job, okay? And they get another job and it's the same environment. It's the same you know computer programming or nursing or whatever it may be and then in that job they go i hate the job i hate the job i'm going to get fired or whatever and then they leave that job and they go into a new job and everything's great and that pattern so it's sometimes if it's a pattern it's not the person thinking yeah. that they're not going to get fired they, it's 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 them themselves
1: totally it's an yeah. internal thing yeah being. totally yeah. their Joe. totally if it happens as a pattern. Then they've got to look at themselves and say, you know, and where is their happiness barometer? Where is their fulfillment barometer? You know, what are they settling for? They could have very low standards of settling for something that doesn't fulfill them. And, but that's their pattern. And again, if they're open to be coached, to be mentored, to be guided, they can work through that and totally see their reasoning behind that.
0: I think as we get older, we get wiser. Definitely. I think years ago for me, it was all the materialistic odds and, you know, the cars and the partying. And and now it's, you know, when the kids say to me, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Nothing. I'm, I'm content with what I have. A pair of socks, a pair of socks that has no holes in them. Are people now with the world as it is, are people now sort of appreciating the smaller things in life? And are people now Coming more, I'll open this up to you because I'm finding this that more and more people are coming more spiritually awaken. Because I'm having more conversations with people now on a spiritual level, and they've said to me, "Do you know I wouldn't have had to had chat with you about this two, three years ago because I, I, I didn't believe it, or I, I felt that I needed just you thought it was mad." But people are, I think, are more coming are openly talking on a spiritual level. Are you? finding that or are you are you you going down that path as well yourself or not
1: yeah i think age does bring you a higher level of vibration of awareness i would say it's more spiritual awareness you know i mean Mm -hmm. with the mental health thing i don't want to call it mental health i always call it mind health because you know i feel mental health has the negative to it whereas mind health you can look at it from both sides but i definitely know that with what we've been through in the last 12 months the world has to have a reset it it was blowing itself up in loads of other arenas but also people have really found out what they appreciate like your kids asked you about christmas bread. people really have gone back to the real basics of spending time with loved ones you know don't need to buy 10 million things on online shopping and things like that. they don't need materialistic things as much they're more humble that my clients who i've worked with and i work with very high driven men and women and they were really go, go, go and very high level of um, intensity. They've calmed down. So it's definitely a lot more of consciousness, awareness, um, going back to human connection, the things I mentioned earlier. All that has happened because of the, and I think it's wonderful. I think it really is. I'm sure you have as well.
0: Yes, yeah, What I've noticed in the last year as well, I think a lot of the world itself is going through the dark night of the soul as Joseph Campbell would describe it Mm -hmm. Um, and I see this, you know, there's more and more people who are appreciating the communities and they're, you know, they're working closer with that human connection instead of of that drive on it. And I know that Tony as well, people have said to me that he's now changed his tack. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a a big follower of Tony Robbins. I I think I delved into him probably maybe, God, 20 years ago. Mm but people that are saying that he's now even sort of changing, coming more in that consciousness, um, and totally. that shift on it as well. Which is, totally. which is yeah. you know, he's
1: realised that. I that definitely comes with age and experience. He, I mean, the level of empowering and his what he's giving back now is obviously. I started working with him thirty years ago. He was in a different space, different age, different season of life. And everything like that and it's not just because he's mega successful he has worked with thousands of people when you work with people and human behavior patterns you know success leaves clues people leave clues and you can stack it all up and it's all about making a difference in the world it's all you know we give to the basket brigade and they feed the homeless at christmas we give meals to people who haven't got it we spend time with people we it's giving back i think humans have really decided that making a difference and you know this is why these random acts of kindness come days like that and i do my own version i'm sure you do your own version of that it's all a lot about making connecting with people and making things kinder, nicer happier and those are the things that matter not just the materialistic things
0: if you were to look back at your life what would you have done differently knowing what you know now
1: i actually would not have done anything differently because I believe every single day I read books, I listen to podcasts. I believe I'm a student of life every single day. I will never know it all, Joe, until I go six foot under. You know, I never, never will. I mean, it's hilarious. My grandmother was 104 when she passed. She was a religious person, went to church every Sunday. And I said, Granny, when you leave this planet, I want you to come back to give me a sign. She said, I'm not going anywhere when I pass. I'm going six foot under. And I said, How can you say that when you believed in whatever your faith has been? She said, Well, that's the human side, but I've used my faith to keep me going. But it's just you keep going through your own learnings, your own growings. And I truly believe I wouldn't want to, even through all the tough times, it taught me life's lessons. It taught me to grow as a person. It taught me to be kinder, to be nicer, I hope. And that I want to leave. small footprint on the land before I leave but I've done my bit then
0: Joe I I like that because you know even with myself I I wouldn't change anything I've I've learned so many lessons and I I look forward to the next as I say looking forward to the next 50 years on it you talk about debt there um I've personally myself I have no fear of debt um I don't I, I, people laugh at me and some people think I'm a bit more, but I used to have a clock on my phone, which was a countdown. So I put, say I'm going to die at 92 and it would count the, the days, the hours, the seconds and the months. And I yeah, show people that out. and people go, what's that for? I says, that's to show me exciting to how much time I have left. So I have to live it. And other people go, why are you counting to the day that you die? And I'm not, I'm counting with the, the life that I have. Yes. And on, on my deathbed, I'm going to be like Shadwell. You know, I'm going to be sitting there with me packed lunch and people saying, You're dying. I hope I'm fully, you know, with it when I'm, when I'm done. I I'm go, Right, I'm off now. I'm going to find out what happens here. I'm so excited. So when I leave this, I'm going to find out everything, you know, and sitting there with my lunch bag, all excited, like I'm going on a trip. And people laugh. I go, really he says, Yeah, I, I believe the energy. You know, yes. we, we are energy and you cannot destroy energy and it just moves into another dimension. So, yeah, it's... it's look, I love I'm, that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but not yet. <laughs> no, I know, because you've got kids and
1: you've got the family. You're right, you and I've got too much living to do, you know. Yeah, as I say, yeah. I'm, very, I'm living till over 100, so I'm beating you probably at 92. <laughs> but you're right, I don't fear it at all because as long as I pack as much as I want in, and that's not you know materialistic thing that is learning that's growing that's being that's everything and just helping to care about people be passionate to do what i'm good at you've got your gifts we've all got our gifts and just give to the world our small bit of ourselves
0: one of the things i want to ask you about as well which i think it's crucial and i think is intuition you know yes. um Do you teach people to be intuitive, to get back to their gut feeling? Because I think, remember where we were saying earlier on the show that, you know, all this stuff coming in that's bombard us TV and all the negativity and all. I think that is switched us off from actually going internal and and tuning in our own intuition.
1: Totally, totally. Our second brain now they're finding out is in our gut, you know, it's picking up so much. They're studying. I mean, advancing of. AI, artificial intelligence, how the body works, even higher. Totally, I'm I'm very blessed that I have studied energy for a long, long time, and and I actually can read. I'm not um, a clairvoyant or anything like that, but I have I read energy patterns in people. Part of what I do in business, I go into companies and I watch how the energy manifests in the companies through various different ways, but it's predominantly through people, and you can tell how people are inside them with the energy so to bring it back to intuition absolutely you can um tap on your intuition if you choose to it's it is a button you can make yourself more aware of if you want to hone into it it is feelings it's emotions it's energy it's watching body language it's a bit of everything but every part of us tells a story which is just purely matching energy
0: Do you know energy is you're an empath and and like like myself i could say i read energy i years ago i remember going into nightclubs or pubs and feeling the energy in 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 a place and i said to lads i'm thinking getting out of here i'm not going boy i says could you not feel that energy in here because the tension in it um i used to always feel it when i used to go horse riding i used to get a horse and he said, you want his horse? He says, I'm not getting that horse. Why can you not feel the energy between us? And they go, "And they go, what are you talking about? He because I'm not getting that horse. He doesn't like me. <laughs> no,
1: but it's, I think people have a gift in that. First of all, you, you and I have obviously got it. And some everybody can tap into it. But I think some people naturally have it. And then you can grow it. You can yeah, absolutely yeah. grow
0: that. I think if you practice it and work on it yeah. and start, not, not practice it, but understand it more. It's like I would have times when, when my intuition would be on fire and I have friends who would call me up and say, look, would you have a look at something for me just to get my intuitive guidance from it. And yeah, I I think if you just, all the answers are within, I think all, everything that we have that people, people say, why do you think we're here? And I say to them, "I, I think we're here to remember, to remember who we are, to remember who we are. And once we understand who we are. All the stuff out there is 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 irrelevant on it, irrelevant on it all. On
1: it. I like that. That's nice because yes, because if whether you believe in have we been here before or anything like that, we all have a DNA imprint all all over us that's come from somewhere somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, there there's we... um I think we're as I said
1: we're
0: ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This this dust. body here, it's like I ask some people this, and I'll ask you, you know, do you believe that you have a soul? I do. I don't think so. I don't think you have a soul.
1: I yeah, isn't it? For, I do, but we're
0: all different. No, again. In our I I believe you are a soul, and uh, the reason you have a soul I, or you
1: are a soul. Like. And the
0: re, and the reason I I use the analogy, and I'll use it with yourself. Um, when you jump into your car, you don't become your car. You don't come to steering wheel. You don't come to pedals, the wheels, the engine. You don't become that. You actually jump into the car and you use the car to navigate and drive around.
1: Nice.
0: So you are a soul in a body, which is being created on this earth, and then you are using this body to navigate all around. Now you forgot when you came down into this body, and then when the body gives up, you turn back into the energy. So you don't have a soul. You are a soul. I am
1: a soul. I like that distinction. Thank you for that gift you and learning you just given me today. (laughs) It's very true. Absolutely. It, it, is. it you're is right. You're right. I
0: am a song. What's the next couple of years for yourself? You know, I I you know, I'm I'm the more we talk, the more I get to know you and I see that you're a good person. Um, you have a good energy about you as well. Where do you see the world going actually within the next, you know, the next couple of years? I think this year will be the year of disclosure. I keep telling everyone that this will be the year of disclosure. And I think we will go into A new sort of world, but a better world in the next couple of years as well, and that's why I created the Conscious Business Academy to teach companies and people to run their organisations and manage their teams more in a spiritual way than in the old corporate uh, establishment way. What what do you see yourself in the world? What's
1: happening? agree with you about the higher level of consciousness you know there are so many more people coming to the forefront and putting their speak into the world and we're all a lot more aware of that I truly believe we're going to let you know a higher vibrations going to happen in the business world most certainly because of what's happened this last 12 months I think it's got people to reassess financially economically all those kind of business arenas and people you know Without naming names, some people that I work with that were very success-driven before the model that I gave you, OMG, they have pivoted to be so much more caring to their teams, much more um connecting, more humble, they're better listeners. You know, they really have almost like a 360-degree shift. And we've all worked on this, but they really have got there quicker because of what's happened in the last 12 months. So I absolutely agree with you. My passion moving forward is still to help people in whatever way I can serve, you know, it it really doesn't matter. Um, I love what I do. I love helping people become a better version of themselves, whatever that needs to look like. It's not my version, it's theirs. And it's getting people to forgive themselves. It's getting people to really give themselves permission to let go of, like we said at the beginning, those old limiting beliefs that don't need to be served anymore and to truly live in a higher level that, that looks after your soul as a soul you know and that that to me if i can just keep on doing that every day of my life i will uh it will just light me up light me up joe
0: you said there people to give themselves permission can you elaborate on that
1: yeah i think people are very tough on themselves you know they put a lot of pressure on themselves whatever whether it's a goal a challenge scenarios life They're very tough on themselves and people, you know, this with the people you work with, people beat themselves up mentally and they need to just lighten up. They really need to give them. This has been a great book. Um, Noah St. John um, wrote a book about permission. And I really I use that. It's one of the um, graces that I work with people on. It's permission to be real, to be authentic, to take off the mask, you know, to really. Give yourself permission to be you.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And and that's what it is. Be you. I think when people start to be themselves and trust oh. that them, themselves and not worried about everyone else, that their, their life changes on it. Their life changes.
1: Totally. Totally. And just be. And some people take a lifetime to find that real them, you know, that real authenticity. And when they find it, oh, my gosh, you talk about the light. You can see the light in their eyes. You can see that it shines out can't it? It just can. And some people take a few months. It depends what their change and their metamorphosis is, I guess, but it is giving totally. themselves and giving themselves permission to be real, to be raw, to, to be authentic, to be humble, to and just be crazy wild if you want to be crazy wild.
0: I think people are fearful of what other people will think. And that's the main that's a, thing. Yeah. That's, a concern,
1: yeah. that's a society issue. It really, really is a conditioned issue. And there's certain things you can say to those kind of issues, or you could just bless them on their way and start and really start and become who you are.
0: Yeah. I think it's a lesson that we all need to do. Screw them all and just be you. That's <laughs> it. Enjoy That's the your one. life. Screw, yes. screw them all and just be you. Yes. Su- Susie, it's been great talking to you.
1: Yo, my pleasure's um, been mine. Thank you so much. It's been fun. I is, hope where, your listeners get some good tips from this and some good learnings
0: as i say we like to um explore all avenues uh, on here so it's nice to hear words of wisdom from yourself but thank
1: you for you as well for doing what you do because you obviously bring so much happiness and you know to people's lives it's wonderful through what you're doing i hope so i hope so
0: tell me where, where if someone wants to search your books or if someone wants to find more information from you where can where can people uh, reach out to Susie.
1: Well, the email is my website basically. My website is susiemitchell.co.uk That's S U S I E.co.uk. And my email is info, I-N-F-O at But I can be found on YouTube, LinkedIn as Dr. Susie Mitchell and lots of
0: other different places brilliant thank you and uh, you have a tremendous week and we'll talk to you soon take care
1: thanks Joe. take care bye bye
0: and remember here at Dublin South FM we're interviewing plenty of people around the world conscious leaders and that's why we have the Conscious Business Podcast which is part of the Conscious Business Academy offering purpose profit and prosperity in your life through soulful selling mindful marketing conscious leadership and creative culture. If you want to reach out to me, it's joedalton.ie. You have an awesome week and take care and look after yourself.